Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 564 of the Juicebox Podcast. Friends, today I'm back with another episode of the Diabetes Variable Series with Jenny Smith. Today's topic, as you saw in your podcast player, is pump site placement. Please remember while you're listening that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. Jenny Smith is a guest on the podcast, but she has a real job at IntegratedDiabetes.com where she helps people with their diabetes in exchange for funds and goods as capitalism works. IntegratedDiabetes.com. Ask for Jenny. Now that I'm thinking about what I just said, I don't think you can exchange goods for services with Jenny. But, I mean, you could ask. Try to trade a lamp for a better pre-bolus time. Are you a U.S. citizen who has type 1 diabetes or a U.S. citizen who is the caregiver of someone with type 1? Please, if you are, go to t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. Take the quick survey, help the podcast, help people living with type 1 diabetes. I want to put the ad right here because I don't like splitting up shorter episodes, but that's not what Contour Next One paid for, but I feel like they'd be okay with it if you guys promise just to listen to the ad. Okay. All right. You promise to listen and I'll do this so that you get an inter- an inner, an in, 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 I was going to say an in interrupted. I meant an uninterrupted episode with Jenny and I, now this is this, uh, it's a clunky start, but watch how I finish. The Contour Next One blood glucose meter is top shelf. Do you understand? It is super duper accurate, incredibly easy to use, and easy to hold and transport. This means it fits in your pocket. It fits in your purse. Anywhere you need to keep your gear, the Contour Next One slides right in and doesn't get in the way. It also has an incredibly bright light for, you know, when you're sleeping and it's dark. Boom, it lights up like a thing from a movie that we can't say because I think it's copyright infringement. Uh, And uh, uh, it allows the room to glow. It's as if heavenly light has shone down upon your finger. You strike it with a lance. Click, click. Blood comes out. You take the contour next one meter. Put in the strip. Touch the strip to the blood. Oh, is it not enough blood? No big deal. The strip has a second chance feature. Just get a little more blood. Squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. And go back and hit it again. You have not ruined the test strip by doing that or ruined the accuracy of the test. Second chance test strips from the Contour Next One blood glucose meter. I mean, what will they think of next? Also, the screen is incredibly easy to read. And if you would like to pair your meter to a rockin' Who is sending me text messages in the middle of the... What? Hold on. All right, I'm back. Sorry about that. If you want to pair the meter to an app, Contour Next One has a really terrific app too. So you can use it with or without the app. Last thing I want to say is that, well, you know, I want to say two last things. So uh, last thing, like let's call it 1A, I want to say is that I'm always afraid that when I talk about second chance test strips that you'll think, oh, this thing must need so much blood, but it it doesn't. It needs a, a very little bit. It's not a big blood drop that you need. I'm just saying that if for some reason you don't get quite enough, you can go back and get more. 
Okay, last part. Go to contournext.com forward slash juicebox. There's like ser- sincerely, I'm not just trying to drive you to a link. Well, I am. <laughs> I, I really want you to go to the link, but that's not the point. There's a lot of information at the link. So if you really want to understand all this, contournext.com forward slash juicebox. And I'm just going to finish with this. There are a lot of you walking around with subpar meters. It's not necessary. You're already paying the money. You're paying the money for the meter. You're paying the money for the strips. You might as well get a good one. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. Get yourself a blood glucose meter that equals your effort. You're trying, right? You need good information back from your gear. Can we do pump site placement? Sure. All right. So it's always feels weird to start over when we do these strings of the because <laughs> I when I listen <laughs> back to them and edit it, I hear myself go, "Hey Jenny, today can we talk about pump site right. placement?" And but we've go, really been talking for like forty five minutes we've already. Been, we've been talking forever. We've done like a bunch of these, like and and I, it feels silly. But anyway, hey Jenny, can we talk about pump site placement today? <laughs> Absolutely. Excellent. I'll probably just leave all that in so people know why I'm laughing. Um, (laughs) So it doesn't matter, right, if it's injected or pumps. There are just going to be places on a person's body that I don't know what to say. Does it absorb the insulin better? Does it use the insulin more efficiently? Like, how do we think about it? I think they're both kind of the right way to say it because honestly underneath the skin i mean the goal is to have insulin absorb right and to get used in an efficient like pattern of in gets used goes out is finished working um i mean many people on pumps i think more than people using injections will start to notice places on their body that definitely absorb the best Mm -hmm. and other places that they get good use out of, but they might actually have to have a secondary basal profile that's notched up a little bit more because they just don't quite meet the same glucose targets with the same basal from, let's say, a a stomach site versus a butt site or, you know, whatever it is. Um, And then there are some people who can't use certain sites at all. I mean, I personally cannot use my leg. It just, it it just doesn't work for me. Um, I either get occlusion alarms or the site hurts. And I've also noticed with that, then it's just not getting absorbed accurately enough, I guess is the easiest way to kind of explain it. It's, it's much less consistent absorption there. So I just, I just don't use my legs. Do you think that's because, do you think there's a reason to point to, do you have like a stronger leg? Is it muscular? For me, I, I truly believe it's because I just have pretty much just muscular legs. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I've done biking and dance and lots and lots of things over the years and I continue to run and do yoga and bike. And yeah, I I think it's that. Now, the interesting thing is that I can wear a sensor on my leg. I just can't put a pump site with insulin there. Okay. Is there anything about, like I've heard people say over the years and I've never understood if it was true or not. Like I can't put my pump near like the, you know, muscle in my thigh or towards a larger muscle because the muscles 
they feel like the you know the way they say it is that the muscles burning up the insulin but i don't i don't imagine that that's isn't it just that there's not enough like fatty tissue there to move it around or no well you know muscles are they've got a vascular nature to them, right? So they've got lots and lots of vessels that contribute to keeping the muscles doing what they're supposed to be doing and supplying nutrients and everything into the tissue, right? Whereas fat is just, I mean, you've probably seen pictures of like fat blobs, right? It's just like fat. It's like human styrofoam balls. Right. Imagine. Yes. Imagine a styrofoam ball. That's a good idea. Um, So when you have insulin infusing pretty close to a muscle, let's say, and this is kind of general, you would expect potentially that you are going to get, if you haven't gotten occlusion from nicking a vessel and getting kind of a clot at the end of the cannula. Mm-hmm. Um, then the muscle, because of the nature of vessels, you may actually get faster absorption in an area. Okay. So um, like I've people- in particular noticed if I've ever had a site that has bled after I've taken the site out, but it wasn't really like it wasn't painful. There was no reason to change it prior, but it just was one of those like gushers that you like pull out. And then I look back at the couple last days and I'll be like, yeah, my blood sugar looked pretty perfect. Like it was almost like I didn't have diabetes. Like it was just all working like so beautifully that I felt like this is just it. I'm just at like this beautiful like point. Right. And then I see, oh, well, there's the reason (laughs) it was right next to my blood supply. (laughs) So you think, so that is almost like you're in a very tiny way, mainlining the insulin a little bit. That's what I guess. Yes. But it's actually just closer to the absorption line, you know, because when we put a pump site or even inject insulin, you're supposed to be sub Q, right? Underlying tissue, which is mostly your like, it's like your thermal layer of protection for your body, right? That's where we're supposed to be absorbing insulin through. And thus the timeline of of absorption for the trend in rapid insulin, regular insulin, long-term insulin it's all based on how it's supposed to get absorbed and used through that time frame, okay. through the tissue. And so I think it's important here to mention that when you buy a pump, any pump, it's going to give you some instructions and tell you, here are the places you can wear your pump. All that means is that those are the places that the company who made the pump had the time and money to test, to test so that they could prove to the FDA that these places worked. It, it, and and I, I'm sure that Omnipod probably isn't thrilled if I'm saying this, but I, I, you can put your pump somewhere else. Yes. Yes. You could try other places. I've seen, uh, from Chris Freeman wear it on his chest, you know, when he's in the middle of, you know, in the Olympics. And I mean, I've said it before the guy's like, I don't know what his real body fat is, but he doesn't appear to have any, And, and you know, and it's on his, it's on his pec. I've seen ladies wear them in their, on their breast. I've seen people wear them on their hips, their thighs, their calves, uh, I watched somebody do it on their forearm once as like a test, you know, um, there's no place. I don't think there's any place where it isn't reasonable for you to try based on what I've seen from the community and from people in general. Um, but you are going to find places that work better. But then I think that leads us into talking about you can't have too much of a favorite place because you'll ruin it. Um you have to rotate. Yes. You it's have very to. important to rotate. Have to have to look at your sites and see. For Arden, they get a little 
like if she's using them too much, I, I can start to see in them a little vascular, maybe like a little red on top. Like that's the first like sign for me. And then you can start rubbing your, your, you can rub your hand over top of it. If it gets bad, you can feel it like it'll get lumpy or hard. Yes. Right. That kind of a thing. So yeah, you have to have a places to go. And it is going to change then, like Jenny said, it could possibly change how much insulin you need. Arden just went off the side of her thigh to the top of her thigh, and I had to increase everything by about 20% for that, just from the side of her thigh to the top of her thigh. So, um, and I think, too, for little kids, as long as we're talking about sites for a second, here's probably a good place to talk about when you start doing things with little kids or, you know, sometimes adults they build rules in their head. So that's where my pump goes. It can't go there because it goes there. I, I always wear it here. Kind of becomes a psychological thing at some points too. You know, and then you'll mm-hmm. see kids will fight against it. Like I can't put it on my arm. It goes on my leg. You, you know, right. I, I, Arden's 17 and I think she has it. I think she believes her, her CGM goes on her hips. Because that's where, because that's where she likes it. It's where she likes it, and it works fine, and everything. And if I ever say to her, "Hey, why don't you try putting your pot on the back of your arm?" It's a flat no, and it's only because, in my opinion, she remembers it being there in a softball game one day, and we didn't think about it, and she threw, and then the pod like yanked on her arm as she was as she came across. Oh. She had a bad memory of it, and now even years later, she's not throwing a softball anymore. Years later, she has an aversion to putting it on her arm, you know, so. Sure. So there's like an associated kind of experience there. Yeah. And then it comes out as this is where it goes and I will fight to the death to keep it here. And then you run into a problem where you don't have ways to to rotate sites. Yes. And then you're going to run into a problem. And the way I've always put it to Arden is, look, you keep putting it there. And one day you're not going to be able to use that spot at all. And that's, right. that's the thing that helps her move around. Now, I think the other good thing to talk about about that is, you know, I really have experience with the Omnipod, but sometimes it's just as simple as turning it 180 degrees. Like you really like it on your abdomen. Great. Have it point towards your belly button this time and have it point towards your side the next time. Yes. You know, those are two mm-hmm. different sites still. Um, well, and I do the same thing, you know, especially for backs of the arms, which for many little kids, because especially for tiny little kids who really don't have a lot of tissue or are very, very averse to having it on their abdomen for some reason, you know, then that back of the arm, like you said, it's, it's essentially just turning the pod with that viewing window facing up versus the next time turning it with the viewing window facing down. Mm -hmm. So you technically then even have two sites on the back of each little arm that you could potentially use, which makes four places between two arms and at assumedly three days per site, it's a fair amount of days before you get back to site number one on the first arm. Do you think uh, specifically on Omnipod, do you, you use it vertically on limbs, right? Correct. Yeah. Perpendicular up and down with the viewing window, either facing the sky or facing the floor on limbs. Exactly. And then on like your torso region or your upper butt, you would use it in sort of a horizontal fashion. Is that because of just the the nature of the shape of the pod? Yeah. That's from what I know, it's it's based on the wear comfort wear of the pod itself. Yes. Do you know a second ago, because I didn't want to look stupid, I just checked that vertical meant up and down. Like I 
Googled it right before I said it. And then it made me feel so much better because the rest of the world doesn't know either. It's a, oh. it's a, very, it's a very popularly uh, Googled thing. Is horizontal left and right? Is vertical up and down? What is vertical? What does a vertical line look like? We all That's pretty funny, paid, Scott. Paid closer attention in school, apparently. Um, <laughs> is there anything about this that we didn't cover? Um... I don't think so. I think in terms of site, you covered, you know, all the places that are approved versus the ones that people are trying, not necessarily approved. Um, So, yes. But it's a variable because you are going to get it in your head that these are my settings and then you're going to move the site somewhere else. And and then you start. I love it. People immediately go, this pump doesn't work. That's always my favorite reaction to everything. (laughs) Right. And I've got a number. I mean, as a secondary to that site to site. We've got a number of people, myself included, before using, you know, the system that I actually use. Um, I actually just had separate basal profiles that I would use from one site to the next. More specifically, all the body sites on me work pretty much the same except for my upper butt. Mm-hmm. My upper butt just seemed to need more insulin whenever I used it. So I had a profile that was specific to that. Yeah. Um, so do you think that, and then I'll, I'll let you go, but do you think that the advent of G7 Dexcom, like when it changes form factor, I keep thinking people are going to start trying like a lot of different places because it's going to be easier to put in different places all the time. Probably. Yeah. I would expect, yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, as it is, a lot of people are wearing their CGMs on places that I would honestly, like they're, I've seen it on their forearms. I've seen it like places I would never think of popping it in, but if you're getting accurate results, I guess. I have to admit there are times I see those pictures and this is exactly what I think. And I'm just going to have to bleep this out. I think, man, just get bored, huh? (laughs) I wonder if we can make it work here. I'm going to try. Well, that's, I know. I don't even have like, I don't, it's all muscle there. I don't know where it would sit under my skin. I I would hit something and it would be immediate pain or blood. I, I just think of those people as they're, they're explorers. They're just like, I wonder what'll happen if I walk across Antarctica, (laughs) you know? Right. Exactly. Go find out. Exactly. I'm not doing it, but whatever. Uh, Okay. Thank you very much. First, I'm going to thank the Contour Next One blood glucose meter and remind you to go to contournext.com forward slash juice box. There are also links in the show notes of your podcast player and links at juiceboxpodcast.com. Thank you very much for visiting with the sponsors. I appreciate it. Thanks also to Jenny for being here. Thank you so much, Jenny. We love talking to you. At least I do. I think I'm speaking for everyone else. But in fairness, some people might hate your guts. I have no idea. Is it possible that anyone doesn't like Jenny? I don't think so. Thank you so much for listening. There are way more variables. Go check them out at juiceboxpodcast.com or right there in your podcast player. I really appreciate you listening and supporting the Juicebox Podcast. Tell a friend.